0: Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download e-books, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast.
1: Well, Roland, here we are for yet another episode of CareCast, which is What's our tagline, Karenette, on family, faith, and life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good that's stuff. So good. Yeah. That's some marketing guy. <laughs> up that. Yeah. Somebody did it. Somebody uh, tried, tried to steal it because it's just it's just so I'm, good. Yeah. We need to put a trademark on that. Yeah. Or something. Right now. Right <laughs> now. On the mic. Uh, we'll all right. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll be back in ten minutes. Let me you know, call the <laughs> trademark office. Uh, the patent office. Is that? Yes. I guess that was a place that you used to actually call or visit. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It sounds very old-fashioned. Let's go over to the patent office. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's true. So anyway, Roland, we have just lots going on in the news here. Um, One of the things that we've most recently uh, read about and heard about, um, so we are here in December, just so folks can have a time reference, Mm -hmm. of December of 2021, and on December 2nd or 1st, I forgot which day it was, it was either the 1st or the 2nd of December, the Supreme Court heard the oral arguments for the Dobbs v. Jackson case, right. which, depending on how the Supreme Court rules, could have uh, pretty significant implications for Roe v.ersus Wade. Um, but in that environment, yes. folks from all sides of the abortion uh, issue have been kind of weighing in on what they think the country needs to do as it prepares for You know, either Roe versus Wade being overturned or upheld or changed in some way. And so the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, weighed in on this and said, well, if we're going to be in a country where Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned and, you know, therefore there are going to be states in this country that will make abortion illegal, we want to make sure that California is known as an abortion sanctuary.
0: Open for business.
1: Open for business. We are an abortion. But, of course, they would never use that kind of terminology. No, of course not. So... You had an interesting observa- a couple of interesting observations about this kind of this terminology of, of framing themselves as an abortion sanctuary. It, it, it implies a lot of different things. Why don't you, why don't yeah, you talk about it? I that? mean, you think about a, a sanctuary, where the,
0: where, whatever it is, a bird sanctuary, whatever it is,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a
0: place of safety, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And so that's really what, what you think about. It's a place of safety and, and particularly safety for the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the way that it's framed. Like right. Someone is vulnerable. Yeah. Or something is vulnerable. Yes. Or some creature is vulnerable.
1: Yeah. I mean, animal sanctuaries yes. are really designed to protect animals from poachers or from extinction or whatever it might be.
0: Exactly. Right. And, and so so it's just interesting because, you know, words, you know, the, the, you know just using language and just misusing language. You know, to, to, illic- to make something the opposite of what it, what it is. And we see that a lot in our culture these days. But this is another example of that, where they take the word sanctuary and then they just basically strip it of its actual meaning, which mm-hmm. is a place of safety for the vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they apply it into this situation in order to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of create a, a political narrative or some other right. thing to kind of confuse people or to, to make it into something that, it, something yeah. that it's not. It's kind of yeah. like abortion care. it's the same it's the same kind of thing you know like abortion care like you add the word care to something. how could you ever deny someone care Care, of any kind exactly it's abortion you know it's it's kind of interesting the adjective defines the noun,
1: Mm,
0: mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so abortion defines the care Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. abortion is the ending of a human life Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is the opposite of care so they do that quite a bit i i found folks will do that quite a bit in a way to just confuse people, sure. In yeah. terms of what's really going on, and you see that the same same here.
1: Yeah, I mean, here. essentially, a place where people can go to end the lives of unborn children sounds like the opposite of a sanctuary, right? Yes, from uh, that, certainly from the perspective of the unborn children.
0: Uh, absolutely, and and the key here mm-hmm. is the sanctuary tends to prioritize the most vulnerable. Yes. True. So there may be people or creatures in the sanctuary mm-hmm. that are vulnerable, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that are kind of walking around in there. But the reality is the sanctuary is designed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to maximize the protection for the most vulnerable. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. And, and one of the things you and I talked about a little bit was that you may, someone on the other side that said, well, hold on a second. You know, this is a sanctuary for the women. right. Who are facing abortions, they're the vulnerable ones, right mm-hmm. and, and and certainly I understand that argument, and we agree with that argument to a point that mm-hmm. certainly if you're facing an unplanned pregnancy and that you're at risk related to that, right that you are vulnerable in a sense. Mm-hmm. but the reality is that when you think through that situation, it's not just vulnerability but it's also power mm-hmm. as well. So you say basically when, when we're trying to prioritize, we say, well, who's the more powerful, who's the more vulnerable? Right, and then we have compassion towards the most, the most vulnerable. In other words, we we give sanctuary to the most vulnerable. Right, right. So right. you have the woman and the child, mm-hmm. right? Who's the more powerful between the woman and the child? Well, clearly the woman, right? Mm-hmm. The whole abortion issue is built on empowerment. It's a women's empowerment issue. Right, and right. when you say my body, my choice, that's an empowerment statement. Mm-hmm. So the woman's more powerful, mm-hmm. right? Not that she's all powerful, but she's more
1: powerful. Certainly than the unborn child. Than the unborn child. Because she has the ability to end its life, and therefore she is more powerful.
0: Exactly. Therefore the child is more vulnerable, mm-hmm. Right. So, so the woman's more powerful, the child's more vulnerable. Therefore, you would ascribe more compassion. In other words, more sanctuary Mm -hmm. to the more vulnerable. That's how we operate in every other environment. Absolutely. But these sanctuary cities, or so to speak, or sanctuary state state in this case, case, right, is doing exactly the opposite. They're actually giving more compassion, right, Mm -hmm. more sanctuary, not to the more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but actually to the least vulnerable. Yeah, that's true. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh,
1: totally. Very much. And And you know and and it also kind of ignores data and research and studies that have been done over the year, and frankly, anecdotal evidence that's yeah. piling up really around the the harm that abortion can cause women. Yeah. I mean, certainly there's the, there's the there's the risk of physical harm, which you know we, we don't certainly want to overstate that by any stretch of the imagination, but it's there. There is certainly good data that suggests that there is a risk. Right. Uh, whether it's a it's, medical procedure. Right. It's a medical procedure. So even if the risk is small, you have to acknowledge that the risk yeah. does exist, but also just some of the emotional and spiritual risks as well. One of the bigger studies that folks point to, and ironically, it's, it's kind of interesting that folks on both sides use the same study to talk about whether or not there are emotional risks to women as a result of abortion. Mm-hmm. So it's a study that basically showed that I think within a year of their abortion, 28 percent of women say they, they regret having the abortion. Yeah. So our side would say, gosh, if there's a million abortions a year, that means that 280,000 women every single year are expressing some sort of regret around yes. their abortion decision. The other side uses that same study to say, see, it's only like one out of four women, and it's probably not even a reliable study anyway. You know, It's like one of these weird things. But from our view, again, you know, we sh- certainly should acknowledge <laughs> that there's a good amount of data out there to suggest that there are, at a minimum, Are some emotional risks involved with abortion? So again, in this idea of is this a sanctuary? Well, if it's some place to go where you have a procedure done to you that has a fairly significant chance of creating some sort of emotional turmoil in your life at some point down the road, again, is the word sanctuary really an appropriate term to use for that?
0: Yeah, and the reality is also if you ask those will say. Women, you know, two years from now, three right. years from now, ten years from now, right? Yeah, you know, countless women I've spoken to over the years and others who maybe didn't regret it Im- Im- immediately, right? Because it's kind of relief, regret, right? Initially, right. tremendous amount of relief and mm-hmm. very small level of regret. But as time goes on, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. tends to happen is that that the relief dissipates and the regret rises, and then they have that crossover, right? And we and you know, that's a big part of our post-abortion ministry that we have here mm-hmm. through um, uh, forgiven and set free that right. women and men, frankly. Right. Reach regret at a later point. So even that study, you'd mm-hmm. even have to go go further there. Yeah. And and the other thing is, you know, you can't even use the whether there's re- regret as a metric about the morality of abortion, sure. right? Yeah. Because regret is not a measure. It's not an appropriate measure of the humanity of the child. Right. No. Whether course. you regret something or not, there are many people who do all kinds of things that that are heinous things, they don't regret it. -hmm. Regret is not a measure of the humanity of the child. Mm -hmm. It's a measure of the humanity of the person who does the act. Right. That's true. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's an issue. And I think the other thing is that, you know, what they're really doing is running away from what this actually is. Mm -hmm. And it's actually what I would call abortion tourism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that actually is the more appropriate term to use. Why? To support abortion, right? You basically believe that abortion is a morally neutral consumer product that women want to need. You're, they're telling us that abortion is no moral content at all. There's no moral, there's no morality play. There's no, it's it's not right or wrong. It just is. It's It's a mm-hmm. consumer product. That's how right. abortion is sold to women. That's how it's marketed in the public square. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a destination to get a consumer product, mm-hmm. that's called what? Tourism. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. 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 Yeah.
0: And so what you will expect and certainly what you will see in California is a tourism industry mm-hmm. that is built up around abortion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, so that the right mm-hmm. term actually is not an abortion sanctuary. No. The actual right word is tourism. And that actually fits their worldview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yes. the worldview is saying that abortion yeah. is a morally neutral consumer product that women want to need. Right. California has a lot of places that sell morally neutral consumer products. There's Disney World. There's, you know. I mean, there's Disneyland. Disneyland, excuse me. That's there right. <laughs> <Yes>. There's <laughs> Disneyland. Yeah. There's Knoxbury Farm. There's yeah. oh, all man. kinds of universal. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of tourism, mm-hmm. right? right? Right. Tourism destinations yeah. that sell
1: morally neutral consumer products, right? People that, want and need. That or people want and that. need. I don't know if we right. need to go to Disneyland, although I sometimes do feel the need to
0: go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. But So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they, but they know that
1: if we use the word, to really reflect what it is that's it sounds It sounds crass. It sounds uh, murk, 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 mercantile. Murk, <laughs> mercantile. Mercantilistic. Yes. I don't even know what right. I think right, that's yeah. the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Mercantilism is yes. A, yeah. yes. So, what do we
0: do? We take the truth. Yeah. Of the fact that it's actually tourism. Right. And that the fact there'll be a tourism industry built up around abortion. Mm-hmm. Get your cheap fare to California for your abortion. Here are mm-hmm. hotels that will give you discounts. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's really mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And by the way, if you believe that it's a morally neutral consumer product that women want to need, that's exactly what you should do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's exactly how you should market it. Right, 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 right. But no, instead absolutely. of stepping into the reality and the truth of what it truly is, they try to then co-opt the word "sanctuary" mm-hmm. and abuse the word "sanctuary" and yeah. turn it into the opposite of what it actually is.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, and again, a, a, to the point that you made earlier in in this podcast, it's it's a tool that the pro-choice movement often uses to. Min- this tool of manipulating language to sort of shroud the reality of their worldview and make things sound much more tame and innocent than they really are. Um, Absolutely. And here's the way it just crystallizes. We kind of close.
0: Crystallize the thinking of it. If There are two people who are involved. There's the woman and there's the unborn child, right? There's This humanity of it, right? If you were taking your child to a place that was safe for you, mm-hmm. a sanctuary for you, but was, was not a sanctuary for them, it was safe for you and not safe for them. Would you really call that, quote, a sanctuary?
1: No. And and the, the funny <laughs> thing is there's probably been countless movies made <laughs> yeah. about parents trying to get their children to safety and obviously picking places that are safe for children, even if they're not necessarily safe for the parents. Absolutely. That, that, that's what we do that all the time. Yeah.
0: So, this is something certainly for us to be praying about um, and, uh, you know, kind of getting the word out. Mm-hmm. But let's call things what they are. It's not sanctuary mm-hmm. at all. It's tourism. Yeah. And and that's unfortunate because, yeah. you know, the currency yeah. here is going to be unborn children. Yes. A, as a result yeah. of, of what California's governor is, is seeking to do.
1: Yeah. So definitely. So uh, listeners, you know, just again, t- the two takeaways here for you are, one, just sort of understand, you know, the language that the pro-choice movement is making, kind of dig into that and really try to understand uh, the language, and then sort of counteract that by making sure that we're being clear about the language that we use to sort of um, answer answer those arguments. Because if, if we really are uh, responding back with a kind of an understanding of where they're coming from mm-hmm. when they're making these arguments, um, then it sort of it helps to expose the truth and make the conversations around these these issues more, I think, productive and more more helpful right absolutely um and then secondly of of course as always pray you know we just need to pray um that regardless of what happens here that you know folks are not you know sort of thinking about these issues in these in these sort of yeah you know uh sugar-coated yeah terms that oh yeah i can go to this this sanctuary now now that abortion is illegal in my state because it's really just not going to be a sanctuary in any way, shape, or form.
0: Not for the child, it's, and frankly, not not for not no. for her either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's yeah. again, it's money. It's about money. Like, how do yeah. we, how do we monetize the end of Roe versus Wade? <laughs> that's really what I it's mean, about. That's really what it is. And, and so that. We just need to kind of call it out for what it is. All You're right. Welcome. Well, thank you, Roland. You're welcome.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There, you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that
1: God blesses you and yours daily.